so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, a podcast produced by Design Works Group, celebrating people and everything good in this world. How's it going, man? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. We had a had a interesting uh, 24 hours ish. We did. We're a day late on this podcast, but we did set down to do it yesterday, mm-hmm. and then got pulled out of here to assist a coworker. Mm-hmm. We had a coworker that needed some medical assistance. We had to call 911, and so. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of hard after that little sequence of events just to sit down and uh, record this podcast. Yeah, it was a weird few minutes. Yep, <laughs> it kind of was. Didn't know what to do, but hopefully, uh, we're believing everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I don't even know how to start this one now. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, we were kind of nervous coming back in here today. I know. I know. But yeah, if, the, if you're if this is your first time listening, you are listening to The Good. Uh, my name is Jared Van, joined by Logan Draper, and we just dedicate this this time, uh, each, each episode, to talking about good news and what's going on that's good in our lives, because I feel like the, the news is always, it's rare that we hear positive news stories. Um, so we just created this podcast to focus on the good news that's happening in our world. So um, we always start off by talking about what's good in our lives. Um, so you have anything good that's going on? Yeah. I was uh, excited about doing it yesterday because yesterday was my eight-year anniversary oh, with yeah. Katie. So that was so much fun. Last night we just went out and went to places that we knew, and I don't mean this in a rude way, went to places that we believed we would not see anybody that we knew. We just hung out and we had the best time. We stayed up way too late for a work night, and uh, it was a blast. So it oh, was good. it was fun reminiscing over the last eight years and actually being excited for hopefully many more. Eight years ago, I had dreads. <laughs> you did have dreads. You did in my wedding. Yep, and that was fun. And my was wedding fun. was super chill. Wasn't anything was, crazy or was fun. fun. Yeah, it was a blast. So it's weird to think that. We've, like, we've made it eight years. That was a like quick eight years. I know. Some we were joking last night that uh, some weeks it feels like it's been it's been two years, and some weeks it feels like it's been thirty five. We we're still. Had you already kicked us out? I bet. Yeah, we were already out, out of that house, weren't we? You you would have moved out like probably beginning or end of November, beginning of December, probably. So eight years ago ended when we lived together. I know, man. That's the real anniversary I was celebrating yeah. or mourning last night. So it's not living together anymore. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's good. That's, that's probably a good thing for both of us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's definitely a good thing. Can you yeah. imagine? I think there was probably a time where if we didn't, then we were just going to always stay in the same house, always eat fast food, and yeah. always play video games. And maybe every now and then try and do some trick shots. Yeah, And yeah. then realize that we have way too much time on our hands. Yeah. So thank God for our wives. Yeah. We'd be in a lot of trouble. Yep. What's going? Uh, what's good in your life, man? 
I am uh, hopefully getting the old uh, CPAP machine this week. Boom. If not this week, the next week. So I'm almost there. I'm about to be a brand new person. That's great news. That's what I hear, at least. Everybody I talk to says it's going to change my life. So they, uh, um, I finally found the person that they, the hospital is like ordering it from. And I think I found the one that I'm getting. And they have like all these different mask options. I was like going through all those and I was like, there's like so many different options. There's ones that like you can that like go up your nose, that go like around just your nose, or like full face mask ones. And then like within those like three different types, there's like three different brands. Which one that did are you all use? slightly different? I have, I have no idea yet. I don't know if you're just like going there like you're buying shoes and try them on or what. I feel like the full face mask seems scary, but I feel like that one won't. Yeah, but it also like claustrophobic feels- wise, and I also don't think that one will work for me because I wear glasses. So probably not that one. And so, do you? Which way do you sleep? Um, usually I sleep like on my stomach with my head to the side. Sometimes on my side. Sometimes like I end up on my back. But um, I forget which brand it is. I don't know if it's a brand or like a type of mask. But it's like the way the hose is positioned or something. It's supposed to like let you sleep in any position. Mm. So I'll probably go with that. Whichever that one is. Surely you can try them. Yeah. Or at least get an idea. Yeah. Because otherwise, I, what are you picking? I don't really know how that works. I have no idea. That full face mask one's probably the best one, but it gives me yeah. high anxiety. Apparently that one's for if you tend to mouth breathe during the night. Because if you mouth breathe during the night and you don't have that one, you aren't like getting any help. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Apparently that's what that one's for. I don't know. Not I don't, sleeping. I don't really know if I mouth breathe or not. How do you know that? If you I have wake, no idea. If you wake up with a sore throat, if you wake up with no some stinky breath. Is that what that know. is? I don't know. I, I don't know if I snore. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That's great news. Um, so that's mainly what's good right now. Is that my life's about to be changed? Yep, about to be an extrovert. About to get some get some oxygen to the old brain. So I don't know what I'm going to do when you come in here with energy. I know, just high energy at eight in the morning. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long I've had the old sleep apnea. If it's been my whole life, or if it's just been like the last couple of years, I might, I might not know who I've been like my whole life until next week. Dude, if you come in here with dyed hair and your eye and your eyebrows trimmed up, then I'm out of here. What is who who has dyed hair and eyebrows trimmed? I was just up? thinking of stuff that people do, like guys do, just like on a on a whim or a crisis, you know. If you come in here in a full suit, they go get, they go get their eyebrows trimmed. It'd be weird, wouldn't it? They're in a crisis. You start worrying about like, you start, you know, doing, you know, facials and trimming your nails up and all this stuff, like worrying about cosmetics. I'm out, dude. So you're telling me if you're in a crisis, you're you're heading up to the wherever to get your eyebrows Do you waxed. remember in third grade when I showed up to work with dyed tips, dude? Yeah, but that's because that was like the trend. No, I was in a crisis, dude. I didn't know who I was. What crisis were you remember in Remember in sixth grade? grade when I spiked up the front of my hair? Yeah, well, that was like a crisis. That was like first grade through eighth grade. Do you remember when I was 29 and I grew a mullet? Dude, are you in a crisis right now? I guess. I didn't realize it until I just said it. I think some things are going wrong. But your eyebrows aren't trimmed up, so I think you're good. Every time I get my hair cut, though, they comment. Because I just have like these hairs everywhere. He's like, are you going to cut those? I was like, I don't know. They grow back longer if you do. You better not cut them or something. I'm going to think you're in a crisis. Yeah. You gotta be. You have to be careful, man. If your friends start cutting their, trimming up their eyebrows, um, you need to talk to them about it. Yeah. It's crisis mode. Yep. 
I'm sure people do that. I just don't. I don't know why I picked that. Well, sounds right. All right. Did you write a haiku? I did. All right. We're going to move on to the old happy haikus. Hopefully, I actually hit the right button this time. Happy hi hi a hi hi a haikus. A haiku is a little more relevant yesterday. No, it's not. It's still relevant today. <clears throat> well, eight years ago, I made the best decision to marry a queen. I struggled a lot with that last line. That's sweet. Did you just say that over, like recite that to her over and over last night? I actually forgot to tell her about it. Because the podcast. Well, she'll hear it on the podcast then. Yeah. Because she's an avid listener. Yeah. She's never listened to one, I don't think. I, th- I think the only people who listen to it are probably <laughs> probably me when I'm editing it. <laughs> I listen to them. Do you? Yeah, when we're in here together doing it. <laughs> uh, mine's a, uh, my haiku's another electricity one. It's, it's not a dad joke one, though. Your themes are buses and electricity. This one just was stemming from a situation I was in the other night. So here it is. Wait. Okay, just just making sure my syllables are right. Um, Here we go. Electricity. Losing it is difficult. Start survival mode. So the other night, they're like all down Highway 79, like the highway that leads to our neighborhood. They're like putting up these, I don't know if they're new power lines or what. I saw those. Um, But apparently... We were talking to somebody who was over at my mom's house who is uh, pretty like involved and in, he's actually running for uh, a um, some position in the upcoming elections for Archer County. Um, but he was telling us that they dropped like a a thousand pound transformer onto a 900 pound transformer and like all the power was out for a while. Like originally... Um, so I get like text updates when power goes out from Encore. Um, and originally it's like, all right, we've had some issues. Power will be back at 5 p.m. And then got another text and it said, power, we have some more issues. Power will be back at 6 p.m. And then the next text I got was power will be back at 8 p.m. But like between this, I got home. <clears throat> so I was coming home. Emily called me. My wife called me and was like, hey, do you want to? like me to bring Walker over to your mom's and you go over to your mom's because there's no electricity at our house. It's getting kind of dark. So the, the house is kind of dark. She had somewhere to be. So, um, she, she was going to be fine. I was like, no, I'll, I'll just come home and it'll, uh, electricity supposed to be back on at six. So I can, I can make it like 30 minutes without electricity. And then like right when she left to go or she need where she was going, I got the notification that powers me out till 8 p.m. It's like, oh, shoot. At this point, it's like dark outside. So I was went into survival mode. I was lighting all the candles. At one point, I was like rummaging through like our camping stuff, and I found like this propane lantern, and I Googled to see if you could uh, use a propane lantern inside, and it's like, not recommended. Yeah. Um, but then I found this other lantern. And I had it like sitting on our table, and I don't know. For some reason, I had my pocket knife out. <laughs> I found that. And I was just carrying. Were you trying to get dinner, dude? And I was just looking for everything that could light our house because it was pretty dark. Um, so yeah, having electricity, not having electricity is kind of hard. You get cold? 
no, it was it, no, nah, it was fine. Kind of because it was. I think it was one of those warmer days. Um, but yeah, but when was, was this? This was last. Oh, I Thursday. Thought, I thought you were saying last Wednesday. night. No, no, no. Okay, okay. It was, yeah, sometime last week. Um, but yeah, I just snapped in survival mode. <laughs> Put Walker down. I was praying that he wasn't gonna. He's gonna hold together and not not start crying for a while while I was rummaging around the house trying to find stuff to to light the house. At one point, I had some propane out in the in the house. <laughs> And then I found another lantern, just all the candles lit. For some reason, I was carrying around my pocket knife. <laughs> I don't know what I, what I was going to do with that. I never used it. Then we come yeah. home and you just had like jeans, boots no, the, on, no shirt. So, the, so the, uh, the power came back at like 6.45. So. Hey, that's that's a long 45 minutes. So. Yeah. His little rocker thing wouldn't work. So I just put him in that and it wasn't able to swing. <laughs> There's just a lot of stuff. And then you start feeling like an idiot because you're trying to like turn stuff on. Like it's trying to turn the Christmas lights on, the Christmas tree lights. I was like, oh, we don't have electricity. I was trying to charge my phone. I was like, we don't have, oh, that's the other thing. My phone was at like 10% battery. because I was just like using it as a flashlight. And I was like, oh shoot, my phone's going to die. And I'm just going to be stranded in our house. Computer. Yeah, I did. That was, that was, I did take uh, my work computer home. So it was Wednesday night because I took Thursday and Friday off. Yep. So this this was Wednesday night. And I luckily had taken my work computer home, so I was able to charge my phone. Um, but yeah, I was just in. Just keeping it going. I was kind of in a crisis, and I thought about shaving my eyebrows. But instead, I was, I was trying to light some propane lanterns to light the house. So yeah, that's where, that's where my haiku came from. Anyway, so you kept it together, and ba- baby survived. Lights came back on. We're good. Also realized how much of a blessing electricity is. That moment. So, all right, we're gonna move on to our headlines. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy. Happy headlines. Yeah. All right, this is the segment where we talk about some happy news. Um, I'll start it off. My, did you by chance watch the, the Heisman Awards? I did not. I didn't either. Um, but, okay, so the, the headline is Heisman winner's speech leads to over $175,000 in donations for families in poverty. So LSU's quarterback, Joe Burrow, won the, <clears throat> the Heisman and during his like Heisman acceptance speech, he addressed the children in his hometown of Athens, Ohio. Um, so there's like a big story around this guy. He grew up in Ohio, went to Ohio State, didn't get any playing time, so he transferred to LSU. Um, but in a speech, he addressed his hometown. Um, and he said, coming from southeast Ohio, it's a very impoverished area, and the poverty rate is almost two times the national average. <clears throat> There's so many people there that don't have a lot, and I'm up here for all those kids in Athens and Athens County that go home to not a lot of food on the table, hungry after school. You guys can be up here, too. So a 
resident in Athens, Will Draybald, hopefully I said his name right, he created a fundraiser after this community and their like high po- poverty rates got some national attention. He created a um, GoFundMe that the money would go to help these impoverished people in Athens. Um, oh, and just a stat, about like 30, it said about 30% of the county's population lives below the poverty line. Just seems like a third of the that whole county's population, man, lives below the poverty line. Um, so in just a day, the fun the fundraiser um, got, so the original goal was $50,000. The first day it shot past that, like pretty far past that, and then uh, Will Draybold later updated the goal to 100000 uh, which was met within a few hours. And then uh, he raised the goal to $250,000 by yesterday, Monday. Um, and when I, I checked it yesterday, right before we came in here, the fundraiser page, and it was at like $197,000. I don't know what it's at now because that was almost a day ago. Um, but yeah, just cool that... And it it wasn't like the main part of his speech, which is like those short couple sentences, like gave this county um, some recognition and then a fundraiser was created and they got that much money in like a couple days. Um, So they said the donations will go to the Athens County Food Pantry, um, which says that they serve like over 3,400 meals a week to residents in need. So they got a lot more money to provide a lot more food and necessities for a family in that county. What a cool way to use your platform. Yeah. You need to go back and watch his speech. You haven't seen it. That's not like the main part of it, but he's just, he's super emotional. I got kind of emotional when he started talking like about his coach. Mm. His coach is obviously there and he's just like, look down at him and just like, Coach O and just lost it. Oh. And then, I mean, th- then he got through it. What a convincing uh, Heisman, though. I mean, yeah. when you looked at the stats, it wasn't really wasn't close. I think it was the biggest margin. Yeah, I think it was. Since, like, O.J. Simpson or something. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> uh, my first story is, the headline is, Single Mom Receives Free Car and drive through After Being Nominated for a Christmas Wish. Receives Single Car? Hold on, I'm going to read it again because okay. I might have said it wrong. Single mom receives free car okay. in the drive-thru after being nominated for a Christmas wish. If I was just going to say, hey, this happened at a drive-thru, which restaurant would you think it would be at? Um, McDonald's? Come on. Oh, no, 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 sorry. It's for sure Chick-fil-A. Yeah, come on, dude. So a woman in Fort Worth was surprised um, when she was given a new car as a Christmas wish. It's kind of cool that all this comes together. Um, but Bridget is her name. She works at Chick-fil-A in Benbrook, Texas. And she's one of those people, we've had people like this kind of in Wichita Falls, but everybody knows who she is. Like everyone just like loves her energy. Um, there's a quote in here from um, one of the ladies that helped make this happen, that her kids, when um, they don't say like, can we go get Chick-fil-A? They say, can we go see Bridget? How cool is that? So she just loves her job. Uh, but Bridget is a single mom, and her car got totaled. And I don't know. I think just being a single mom in general has got to be hard. 
then you're hustling and grinding at a fast food restaurant, car goes down. Um, so, um, Amy, this other woman whose kids wanted to go see Bridget all the time, that loved her, just talked about how deserving she was. So she called um, a local station, KLTY's um, Christmas Wish Program, and uh, they kind of began this this uh, project. But there's a guy named um, Dane Miner who owns Freeman Toyota. And he, at this time, he had been praying for the last few weeks um, to find the perfect person to give a new car. It's like something they wanted to do, was to give a car away. He'd been praying, and so they got connected, and uh, Dane and Bonnie pulled up uh, to Chick-fil-A drive-thru to receive their order, and Bridget's there just being amazing. And uh, as they handed them the drinks and food, um, Dane told her that they had a surprise and uh, gave her the keys. Just working. And somebody just pulls up in your drive-thru um, and, and gives you keys. But, yeah, it's got this cool video. Like She broke down. Um, and then they also had another surprise. They gave her uh, $2,000 so she could get caught up on her bills and, and groceries. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's cool, man. Just doing something kind of in every day. I mean, just the hustle and grind and yeah. having people not only see that, acknowledge it, but a bunch of people work together to make it happen. You remember that story from a few episodes ago? I think I think the lady like worked for FedEx and she totaled her car and couldn't uh, she didn't have the money to like pay to fix it, so she's like walking twelve miles. Yeah, to work. And then her coworkers bought her a car. Yeah, videos pretty, pretty like that are story. so bad for me. Yeah, because I, once I watch one, I've got to find five of them. Yeah. There's just something special about people who are just working hard who get noticed. Because it doesn't happen to everybody. Yeah. But it's cool to get to see somebody like Bridget get, um, really, for no reason, people just step out of their way to to love her and to take care of her. So yeah. there's a cool video from this Freeman Toyota of them giving her, giving her the keys. Also, just about anybody who works in the Chick-fil-A drive-thru Deserves to be recognized because that's the best drive-through experience ever. I don't understand how they get that many cars through, and then they got those people outside in the elements, and they're the happiest people. <laughs> also, how did you never mess an order up? I saw a picture the other day of a Chick-fil-A drive-through, and it was like raining, and their workers were like in these like tent-looking things that were they were like wearing on their bodies, yeah, and still just killing it, taking just, orders and stuff, just happy, yeah. And they also don't make you pay for extras for sauces. And I think yeah. that's a big deal. And they got a great sauce. They do have a great, and a great sauce. sauce selection, but they specifically have a great sauce. They do have a great sauce. I mean, so. I just want some Chick-fil-A you now. Shout out to Bridget, though, for hustling. Yeah. Shout out for the people who saw her, acknowledged her, and took care of her. Yeah. That's what it's all about. All right, my next one. The headline is, Polk County Christmas Display Inspires Nonverbal Girl with Autism to Speak. And part of the reason I chose this, well, because the headline's awesome, but the first line of this says, a Polk County mom calls it a Christmas miracle. Anytime you start out a story with calling it a Christmas miracle, it's got, it's got to be, gotta yeah, be a good story. I'm not going to try and pronounce the mother's name um, because I don't think I have a chance to say it right. Um, but the mother, um, she... So, like, the lights and music on her neighbor's... So, her neighbor has, like, one of those houses that the, like, Christmas lights are synced up to music. So, um, there's stuff blinking and 
uh, lights changing colors like to the to the rhythm of the uh, song that's playing. Um, but the mom said the music on her neighbor's elaborate um, holiday display. Um, she said her daughter would just like go out there and look at it like every Christmas. Um, and then her daughter, Caitlin, I can say her name. Um, she, so she was diagnosed with autism when she was three years old. Um, and doctors as part of her diagnosis said that she would never speak. And then every year, Caitlin, uh, this has come from the mom said that Caitlin would spend uh, countless hours in silence just looking at the lights uh, on her neighbor's house. Um, but then last week, she said that something changed and Caitlin started to describe the decorations. And at one point, she jumped up and just said, Santa, Santa is coming. Um, so mom had like never heard her talk before. She was supposed to never speak, um, according to these doctors. And her mom just said, I was trying to catch my breath because it was the first time that I had ever heard my daughter's voice. Um, and to hear her speak, it just gives me hope. Today, it's two to three words. Tomorrow, it could be a sentence. A year from now, it could be a whole conversation. Um, and, of course, Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, I guess she heard the story, and they're going to be on her show. Or oh, at least cool. some others. I don't know if Caitlin's going to be on the show or not. But, yeah, super cool. Christmas lights, man. They do stuff to people. Man, makes me feel bad because I didn't do Christmas lights this year. We have Christmas lights on the back of our house, and that's it. But it works. <laughs> but it works. But now, first off, the people who take the time to do those type of decorations, kudos to them. For sure. It takes a lot of time. But, yeah, super cool um, that she connected, and yeah. I don't know. I've never, I never always like just thought about how much time that had to take or money. But now like having, you know, a daughter, like she loves it. Like she wants us to stop so that she can look at them. And when we walked her through the fantasy lights, it's a, like a big light display here in Wichita Falls. She just like, every time we'd walk up to something new, she would just say, whoa. Yeah. And it's like, every time she did it, I, I just, it was the best. You know, it's weird. I saw this when you're saying, when you're saying that. So Walker also loves lights when he gets like super fussy. I can like take them over to like this uh, lantern light sconce thing that we have in our living room and just kind of hold them under it and he'll just look at it and I'll calm them down. So I'm basically like using our lights to make him quiet. These lights like brought out this, this, this girl's first words ever. Man, that's so cool for Caitlin. Yeah. I'm glad that she has something like that that she loves and gets yeah. to see. Yep. Maybe your neighbors should consider leaving it out year-round. I don't yeah, know. Probably. Well, I think she would love that. Yep. Maybe mix it up every quarter or something. Yep. Just a thought. That's super cool. Um, My last story um, is like so different for me, but I love people that think um, this way. But headline is, A thousand strangers rally to help crowd stitch the discovered quilt of a dead woman none of them knew. So I'm going to read some of the tweets from this lady named Sharon. Um, this is just a wild story, and I love how Sharon operates. Um, by the way, if you, just in case you want to know, her Twitter handle is at Sharon Downey, S-H-A-N-N-O-N-D-O-W-N-E-Y. Um, but her first tweet on this was a story. She says, a story. I go to a state 
I go estate sale shopping regularly, and when I find an unfinished embroidery project, I buy it and finish it because there's no way that that soul is resting with an unfinished project left behind. And one day I found this stunner for $5. Um, but I don't know why. That's just like a like that mindset. Like She just goes to estate sales, finds embroidery projects, as like they're not done and they deserve to be finished because someone worked on this. I do not think that way. Yeah. And I thought that was super dope. So Shannon um, never knew the deceased woman who had spent years toiling over this embroidered project of the United States. Um, all she knew, she had to finish it. Um, so she was at this estate sale um, and she was just browsing through um, just a bunch of stuff. And then she picked up this piece and found this basically like all these hexagonal sections of the United States that was being put together to finish this project. And it was, it was on self or it was for sale for six bucks. And her quote was, I walked into the bedroom and found a box full of fabric, opened it and discovered it was a massive quilting project that was, that was just begun. Every bit of the project mapped out and is in a plastic tub. Um, I sat on the floor and almost cried because I knew I had to finish it, but it was massive undertaking. And while I embroider, I don't quilt. It's a whole different project for her. It wasn't something that she could just take on herself. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, I don't know if you can see this. Let's see if I have a better picture of it. But, like, you can just see, like, the clips. Like, she had started all the states, and she was going to put them all together to make this huge quilt. Um, and so what she did was she got on Twitter and just basically was like, hey, does anybody want to help me with this on Twitter and Instagram? And so a bunch of people reached out, and she's like, so she said, um, I made a massive spreadsheet and collected mailing addresses. I've started prepping to, sh uh, to ship all the squares to my new team. Um, and as I did, I discovered that Rita had stitched two of the states already. What a grand surprise. I'm not saying I cried, but I'm not saying I didn't. So she gets over all these people, and she just starts shipping out these squares to people that are going to start um, uh, quilting them. And so, yeah, man, I just thought that was super cool um and they finished it and it's gonna be um it is set to be on display in the national quilt museum oh dang but i don't know there's just something different about and beautiful about how everybody thinks differently yeah and that for me this isn't something that i would even think of at all but she go literally goes around and tries to find unfinished work of people who have passed away and tries to finish it for him because they deserve for it to be finished. And everything that she does finish, um, she donates. So it's not about making money. It's not about flipping it. It's literally about finishing it, finishing the project, and then donating it. Yeah. I'm usually going to estate sales to try and find a good deal on something that I probably don't need. Uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're looking for some cool hats. Yeah. It's a great place for hats, shoes, mm -hmm. some really cool shirts. But I don't know. I just think that's super, um, it's just so opposite of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, mainly but, because you don't know how to quilt. No, man, I don't. Um, but, yeah. Super encouraging. Yeah. People are amazing, man. Yep. How cool is that to just have that mindset? While I'm over there just rummaging, trying to, <laughs> trying to negotiate down. This lady's not even, I mean, she's spending six bucks. She could sell this quilt, especially this one, for whatever. There's a lot of money in it. And she, her whole job is literally, she's just like, I want to finish it for people. Man, yeah. 
I love it. I would just write that off as, I guess this wasn't meant to be finished. Man. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. Anything else you want to talk about? Can I tell a quick story? Yeah. I thought this was super cool. Um, and one of the things that this podcast has done for me that's made, that's I've noticed has impacted me is that when we first started doing this, I don't know, what episode is this? 21-ish? 23? 23. Maybe. Somewhere in there. 22 or 23? I would say maybe the first half of these, first 10, 11, I was always like trying, like something would happen, I would think, oh, that'd be cool for the podcast. And now I'm noticing I'm just trying to look for things in everyday life. But we went to, on Saturday night, we went to Katie's um, dad's side Christmas. And they're like the coolest people. So we have a great time. And Katie's uncle works with her dad at Wilson Off Supply. And I'm probably just putting him on blast right now. So if he ever listens to this, he might be mad at me. But that's all right. Um, but yeah, her uncle, like right before we were going to eat, was just like, he was like, can I? He had lost... Like a week or two ago, he lost his dog that he always had. It was a therapy dog. And he walked everywhere around the neighborhood with it, had, a, had her with him all the time, and she passed away. It was a hard, hard deal. He got a new dog this last week, but they were downtown going antique shopping on Saturday. And he saw this homeless man with um, his dog. And so he just pulled over and got out of the car just talking to the guy and just like asking if his, his dog needed food because he always has dog food in the back. So he gets dog food out and starts talking with the guy and like it just like it just killed him. And why he's telling the story to the room and it's one of those things like we're at a Christmas party and everybody's like been joking and laughing and just roasting each other and he just like kind of stopped the whole mood and start, he's like weeping crying telling the story. And it was the coolest thing ever because I'm just like looking around the room. People felt the weight. Everyone's crying. But he leaves and then he comes back and finds the guy and, and starts to give him food and all that. But it just like was so important to him that we just took time to one, be thankful for everything we had, but also to like pray for him and to like just spend the time. And so Katie was like, can I pray over him? And we just like prayed for him. But I don't know. I just think it's one, it's cool that he did that, that he was like in pursuit of this, this guy who had nothing and wanted to help him. And just, I think he's continued to do that. But two, to like he wanted everybody else and he really, I think he he's like a really nice guy. So he kind of lied when he told the story. Like, you know, when you do something good and you want people to know like the spirit of it, but you don't want to brag on yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, you guys want to know how I spent my day? That's how I tell the story. Not how Mike told the story. Mike told it very well. And was, uh, I think definitely kept it not about him. But I don't know, man. I think there was just something special about being in a room full of people that like know you. And then like just sharing like the good in people. And he just like, he kept saying over and over again, like what he saw in this guy and the good in him. And so yeah, it was just like a moment of sitting there. I was like, look around the room, everyone's crying. And I, of course I'm not crying, you know, and you're, you're for sure crying. And I'm just like, come on, get it together, Mike. But yeah, it was, it was really cool. I sent him a text yesterday and just thanked him. And I think people feel uncomfortable sometimes when they share and they cry mm-hmm. in front of people. It's, it's weird. And sometimes you feel like you mess the, the vibe of the room up, but, if you ever have the opportunity to do that, I think that it's one of the most beautiful things to be authentic with people. Here's here's another story. Um, so my my mom had a what was that Thursday? Mm-hmm. Was yours? Did yours happen on Thursday too? The story? Yeah, a uh, Saturday. Saturday. I thought you said Thursday for some reason. I probably did, um, but it was Saturday. So Thursday was the one year anniversary of my 
dad dying and my mom had just like a little come and go thing at her house. Um, and there's a couple cool things. One, just like how many people were there to encourage and share stories with my dad. But then the second thing was my, uh, my dad, like, um, loved socks, like colorful, cool, have cool designs on socks. So my mom had like a little, um, sock display thing where everybody that came, she wanted them to grab a pair of socks to take with them as they left. And one, one of my mom's friends came with her son, which I don't, I don't know. I guess my mom had met before, but he uh, took a pair of socks and apparently he like wore them the next day and told his mom, and was like, wearing these socks. And I just been, uh, thinking about Don and, and Judy the whole day. So that's pretty cool. Man. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. I love the sock thing was really cool. Yeah. I'm not wearing mine. I don't think. Nope. I gotta, I didn't know if I should wear them or not. You just, <laughs> Seriously. You should wear them. There's, I have them oh. in, in my closet. I, I don't know. I'm just nervous. Yeah, you should wear them. I th- originally, I thought they, that my mom got, they were like all my dad's old socks. That's what I thought when I walked in. Yeah. I was like, I'm not, I can't do this. <laughs> now she, she bought all them. But yeah, it was pretty encouraging how many people were there and, and all that. So it was kind of a cool testament to your family too, just the vibe of the room. Yeah. You know, like the stories were exciting and, and I don't know. That's a hard day, man. Yeah. So, beautiful. But yeah, um, I guess that's all we got. So yeah, thank you guys for, for listening. Um, hope you all have a, a great rest of the week as always. Be on the lookout for the good. 